You're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation on Facebook at hashtag America's Healthcare Challenge or like our page at facebook.com backslash America's Healthcare Challenge. Well, essentially, our clinical advisors, the clinical advisors to government, which is made up of a National Immunization Advisory Committee, uh, took this decision on foot of a notice from the Norwegian authorities in respect of a cluster of cases uh, that occurred um, in Norway uh, in terms of blood clotting. Now, there is no causal effect established or anything like that yet, but as a precautionary move uh, in line with the precautionary principle and an abundance of caution, our clinical advice was to pause the program uh, whilst the EMA, the European Medicines Authority, uh, does a review of this. Uh, we hope this is temporary. We anticipate that it will be temporary uh, and that we can catch up fairly quickly in terms of the uh, pause of the administration of the uh, AstraZeneca vaccines. That was the Irish Prime Minister on their country temporarily suspending the AstraZeneca vaccine on a CNBC interview that caught our attention. Welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge. Sean McGuire here. Going to look a little bit more in depth into this suspension. Major European nations suspending the use of the AstraZeneca vaccine. Major headline this week. Uh, Countries including Germany, France, Italy, Spain, and of course Ireland. Suspending the vaccine on Monday over reports of dangerous blood clots in some of their recipients. Um, This is one of three vaccines that's being used in Europe. But because of this concern, this might shut things down a little bit. And we're going to continue listening to that interview here in a moment. But I wanted to bring with you uh, a couple of quotes. First of all, the president of France, Emmanuel Macron, saying... His country will likewise stop dispensing the vaccine until at least Tuesday afternoon, which will be today. Italy also announcing a temporary ban, along with Spain, Portugal, and Slovenia. Uh, Others have done so, including Denmark and Ireland, as we have just reported. Now, they have a European Medicine Authority, and on their website, I'm checking them out right now, um, they're saying they're investigating the cases but are are still saying that the vaccine's benefits currently outweigh the risks. These blood clots were not side effects. But um, I'm going to be posting these links in our show description. I wanted to give you a reaction from AstraZeneca themselves instituting a press release right away as this came out. Um, they say there's been... So far in the EU and UK, there have been 15 events of deep vein thrombosis, I believe is the clinical term. 22 events of pulmonary emphalism, I believe. Sorry if I butchered that. But they're saying around 17 million in the EU and UK have received our vaccine, and the number of cases of blood clots reported in this group is lower than the hundreds of cases that would be expected among the general population. So... This investigation is pending, and we'll see how that plays out. But let's listen to a little bit more of this interview on CNBC with uh, their great reporter, Eamon Jabbers, talking to the Prime Minister of Ireland about some of the variants in Europe. Bear in mind, of course, that we are continuing to administer to our over 70 population the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccines and the Moderna um, vaccine. Uh, All of the vaccines have proven to be very effective. Uh, We have concentrated on our older age cohort group, the 
uh, residents of nursing homes, long-term care facilities, or frontline healthcare workers, um, and are over uh, 70s. And so far, the impact of the vaccination program has been quite dramatic in terms of the reduction of severe illness and uh, death, and indeed incidents uh, amongst uh, the cohort groups uh, that had been um, vaccinated. So uh, we will continue uh, to press ahead. This is an unwelcome pause, but nonetheless, I think it's important uh, that we take uh, heed of the advice we have received and adopt a precautionary principle. Now, talk to me a little bit about these variants, because you guys might be a couple of weeks ahead of us in terms of the impact of the variants. Are you seeing uh, an impact there in terms of the vaccination process? Do you think these variants have the potential to sort of derail the recovery that we've begun to see as you talk about that turnaround? already starting to happen. Well, the one significant variant we have experienced is the UK, as it's called, the B117 variant, which we essentially experienced at the beginning of the year uh, and caught us, to be frank, um, in terms of, along with other issues, um, with a, a third wave that was very, very difficult for us um, uh, through the Christmas period and January. Uh, but we have managed a very dramatic reduction in cases and hospitalizations and in severe illness through the remarkable response of the Irish people in adhering to severe restrictions on movement um, on a, and in a whole range of categories, so much so that we're down now one of the lowest rate of incidents again across Europe, um, not you know, with, with a number of other states. So the impact of the variants can be quite dramatic. Um, so you, one does, it's a twin track approach from here on. One has to have severe restrictions for the time being, but obviously the rollout of the vaccination program has proved to be effective. Uh, and so our experience so far is that the vaccines in play um, are offering a significant degree of protection, certainly against the B117 variant. Um, and that is also the experience in the United Kingdom um, as well, that the evidence is that it is uh, proving very effective against the B117. We haven't really had any significant experience of the uh, Brazilian variant or indeed the South African variant uh, to test that. But again, our sense is uh, that the vaccines will provide a significant general protection against variants. That said, the European Union is not wasting time in terms of preempting potential new variants into the future and has put together a group, uh, the HERA group, which will involve uh, biotech companies with research investment from the European Union, with researchers uh, to develop um, you know, f uh, modifications to existing mRNA sure. vaccines uh, that would be uh, stronger against any potential variants. I sure hope we don't get the variants here in our country, but it's something that we will certainly report on if that happens. Coming up on our next episode, we're going to be taking a look at an interesting headline, Google looking to monitor your sleep. I don't know uh, if I would want them listening to me snoring. Uh, my wife actually recorded me snoring the other day and it was pretty embarrassing so i hope the analysts uh at google no seriously it's uh, about to help with uh with health issues and diagnosing sleep apnea so we'll be looking at that and some of the interesting things with artificial intelligence as they go towards our health care we're also going to be reporting on some of the legislative issues happening as well as taking a closer look at the american rescue plan well, where some of that money is going because it was spent total deficit spending. It was not offset like other pieces of legislation. So we're working on a webinar. If you'd like to get on that webinar or have a little personal presentation about what, what are some of the major things happening, trying to figure out how that might affect you in your job or in your business, 
go ahead and check out calendly.com slash edbellis and you can schedule an appointment with me and we can go through some of your goals to help get you on the right track. That's it. We'll see you on the next episode of America's Healthcare Challenge. Please like our page, facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge, our YouTube channel, the Edie Bellis YouTube channel, which is at America's Canary.